Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for God owns everything. It's all His. He can deal with that. Just be faithful and do what He called you to do, and you'll find out it's so blessed. It's a blessed time, isn't Amen. it? Amen. The biggest challenge, I think, that we have as Americans is that we don't even ask those questions. We don't even stop and ask the Lord, what am I doing? What was I placed on the earth to do? And and where do you want me to go? How do you want me to live my life? We just decide... You know, we wake up, we're born one day, and we just decide we're going to live like everyone else around us. Get a job, go to school, sure, make and, a living. And have the same have dreams. Have a car, have a house. And, and passions that they have. And, yeah. and we forget that God has actually called us, and, and you could even say prepared us for something more. But, you know, our biggest sin is a sin of omission, of not involving him. In those decisions, wow! And so it takes a it takes a moment of crisis, like the one that I was in as a young man, looking looking to what to do. It takes a moment of crisis, or or a pivotal moment in your life to say, "Okay, God, I'm going to stop pretending that I know what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. I'm going to stop grasping at straws, and I'm going to say, God, you lead me, and where you lead me, I'll go.' And I'll, I'll tell you that decision." to follow him onto the mission field, it's, it's about following Jesus, no matter where we're at. Just be faithful. But we have to ask him those questions. We have to be willing to put everything on the table. You know, I think something's being missed right now is most people are asking the Lord the question of, what about me, Lord? What, what, what can I get? Where's my prosperity? Where's mm. my big money? Where's my stuff? Me, me, me. Instead of asking, Lord, do, do you want me to give something up and go do something else? And I think there's that's a mentality switch that a lot of people need to consider. Lord, what do you want me to do? Instead of mm. everybody saying, Lord, here's what I w- want you to do. Mm. Maybe we should stop. Friends, maybe we should stop looking at the Lord on what we want him to do for us and start asking what he wants us to do for him. Amen. That's, that's a nice turnaround. Theo, I know you've got some scripture to lay on us today. What do you have for us? I, you know, I'm thinking I'm liking... I'm liking the direction that this is going. I feel like this is this is the baseline message, right? When we can talk about we can talk about mission work and and what we're doing and but I think the message that people need to hear right now is is your life fully submitted to God or not? Cuz it doesn't matter if you're saved but you're not doing anything. You know, college education is only as good as well, what you do with it, It's right? like a nice brand new car in the driveway, but if it ain't got any gas oh. in it, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> Pretty much, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think that, you know, the question is, are we doing what God has called us to do? Do we even know what that is? 
Are we even seeking it out or are we serving ourselves? It was like you and I were talking yesterday about about the idea of Jesus being our king. Right. Kingship. You know, kingship demands something of us. We're not just hanging out with the king. No, the king needs to be served. Mm-hmm. We need to submit to the king. And so are we submitting to Jesus? And that's really the question. Are we submitting to him? And once we do, I guarantee it's an adventure. He's going to take you places you never even dreamt of. But it has to start with submission to to his will and then trust and obey when he speaks. You know, we were talking about royalty and how Americans don't understand royalty because we don't have kings and queens here like they do in England. And I was talking to a British friend of mine. I said, help me understand the queen. I don't get it. I mean, I know she's the queen and they have a lot of respect for her, but I don't understand royalty, the the reverence people have to authority. And, and friends, mm-hmm. we have a king in Messiah Jesus, and we don't understand authority, many of us. So this this serving that you're talking about, kings should be served instead of uh, the king. I expect the king to serve me. Lord, I pray for a new house. I pray for a new car. Serve me, serve me. We should be serving him. Well, and I'll, and I'll tell you, you know, if, if you want to wake up to the reality of what Christianity really is, what it really means to know and follow Jesus, you, you need to get out of America. You got to get at out. At least once. At least once sure. in your life. Go on a mission trip, guys. There's so much of our culture that, and this is true for every country, but there's so much of our culture that just, that just puts blinders on us. It just blinds us. Mm-hmm. To the way things really are. And we just think that that's the way that it ought to be. And we don't realize that there's a whole, a whole world out there. There's a whole world out there where God is moving and doing things. And doing great things. Through the church. And, and we just have no yeah. sense of it because we're stuck in, in suburbia. We've got the gospel packed into the American box. And it's taped shut. And that's all it is to America. Oh, yeah. That's all it is. There's a There's a... A quote from an author that I like to use, he says, the biggest problem facing the church in America is that the church in America is is more American than Christian. You know, we've elevated our culture and our way of life to the very, the very highest. But the problem is we've, we've sold ourselves short. When your goal is just to be an American and live the American dream, and then you reach that goal. You have nothing else to reach for. You have nothing higher to aspire for. And you have, you have no other reason to live. And that's, I think, frankly, that's the problem that I see with a lot of people here back home is, is they don't know what to live for. You know, they hit their goals. They got the job, the house, the girl, whatever it is and that now they what? wanted. Now I'm staying. And now they're, you know, and now they're jonesing for the new phone that's coming out or the new car or. XYZ thing to fill uh, that lack in in the sense of meaning and purpose in their life to fill in that that void until the next new thing comes out when the reality is they're living for the wrong the wrong motivations the wrong this is something this thought takes me into an, another phase of the discussion here that I want to bring up so you got somebody listening to you right now and they're like well I'm not a missionary right now I've never been Maybe I can go with my church for a couple weeks or something. But, you know, there's something they could be doing right now, Theo. I think they should be supporting missionaries. I think that's heavily, 
uh, you know, some people, they're not geared for going and doing what you did to go to El Salvador and live there, but they can support mission work. Um, I have a Bible verse that talks about this, and it's not just for missionaries. It's also for pastors. It's from Galatians 6, verse 6, says, let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. This means if someone's teaching the word of God, you should support that man because he's doing work in the kingdom, and that guy should be supported. And that's why we support missionaries in the world. So I'm just trying to speak to those people. Well, I'm not a missionary. It's not my thing. Well, maybe it's not your thing yet, but you can support (laughs) missionaries until you get to a point where maybe you could go be one or go try it out, get out of that American box for once and maybe take a trip to El Salvador or Panama, some places I've been to that I, it really opened my eyes, Theo. Mm. And I was glad I did it. And so supporting, if you can't go, then support. Look, I think, you know, something that one of the principles that my wife and I really try to live by is just being more generous than we can afford to be. That right there is huge. And we do that. We do that with our time. We do that with our lifestyle. Um, we try to do it with our money. We fail sometimes, just like, just like everyone does. But the idea is, is to give so much that if God doesn't cover my needs, whether it's time-wise or emotionally or whatever else, then I'm in trouble. <laughs> and it hasn't happened yet, has it? Well, you can't outgive God, right? But I mean, everything comes down to just kind of your attitude. And look, I'm not saying this because I want people to give to our ministry or to your ministry, because that's not my goal. I'm saying this because I want people to live aligned to the kingdom. So I'll tell you, my one of my big struggles as a missionary, and I'll just be transparent about this, but one of my big struggles as a missionary is that when I started serving the Lord, I was a single man. Now I'm a father of four. And so I'm constantly thinking, how do I provide for my wife and family? How do I make sure they have this and that? And it's really easy to focus all of my vision just on that and to forget that I'm supposed to be about the kingdom first. Yes. Jesus said, seek first your job. No. Seek first your family. He didn't even say that. Now, that sounds very godly. Seek first your family. But he said, seek first the kingdom. And, and my righteousness all and these all this things, will be added on All you. the rest of it will be added. You'll be given that part. So the idea is if we seek the kingdom first, then he's going to provide for everything else. And that's hard. I mean, I'm not saying that you should give away your whole paycheck or that you should spend all of your time at church. I'm not saying that. That wouldn't be responsible. That's not what Jesus is calling people to do. But I'm saying that living for the kingdom should be a priority. And if you feel like you're a believer and you don't have any joy in your life, you don't have any purpose, then you're probably not living for the kingdom. And you know what? That may be a reality check. It may be a little harsh to hear it, but you're probably not interested in spiritual things. Because spirituality isn't, it isn't taught, it's caught. And it's not something that, it's not something that just grows in you if you don't cultivate it. You have to feed that part of your life. And if you don't feed the spiritual man, then he's not growing. And so it's one of those things where we have to get our, we have to get our priorities straight and 
and prioritize this, the kingdom and the spiritual life that God's calling us to if we want to see any growth in that. Getting your priorities straight. That is an interesting one there because when you discover that your priorities are wrong, you got to make changes. And what is the Bible's word for make a change? It starts with an R. It's rated R. People hate this word. It's the word repent. That's a good word. That means you got to, wait a minute, I my priorities are wrong. I got to stop doing it my way and start doing things God's way. Mm. That's when you realize you're starting to make a, a switch. Now, you know, what's really in there where your treasure really is, that's what you're really going to do. Like kids, they don't want to do their chores, but they get a new video game and they get all excited. Well, that's obviously where their treasure is. Uh, for, for someone to be all about themselves and then to suddenly switch to being about Jesus and the kingdom work, if they're really excited about kingdom work, that's obvious that's where their treasure's at. Mm. But a lot of people just aren't there. They're just not excited about the kingdom. They love the salvation thing. Oh, I want to be saved, but they're not about the kingdom at all. And I wonder, where are you really at? You need to review your priorities. Well, I think, you know, it, it comes down to momentum. I, I had a friend who used to say that if you, uh, if you ever got the urge that you just had to go out and go jogging or go to the gym, just sit back down on your couch and the urge will go away. So it's the same thing. Pretty easily sometimes. The same thing with spiritual, the spiritual walk. You know, we can't just expect that things are going to be right just because we want them to be right. We have to do something about it. We have to start taking steps. And so I think that's really what I'm kind of trying to get at is, are you taking those steps? And the first step is submitting to your life to the Lord and praying and asking him what you're supposed to do. And then the subsequent steps are repenting of our own attitude of thinking that we were the kings in our lives, that we were in charge, and then taking taking step by step, whatever steps, I'm repetitive, but taking whatever steps we need to take to align our lives with Jesus's vision and with the kingdom priorities. And then once we do that, God's going to lead us to where we're supposed to be. And it may be El Salvador, y'all might be coming down to help me or help the Lord with the work there. It may be here in Texas, it may be anywhere in the world, but it will be a radically different life. And you, and be warned, you, you will still be tempted. You will still be tempted to, to focus on stuff and to focus on your family and to focus on all these other distractions, because the distractions don't go away. But the, the man or woman that decides to follow God is on a path uh, towards perfection, not becoming a perfective person, but being changed and transformed by Jesus. And as you go through these struggles, you level up. And so the struggles that you had when you started the journey are not the struggles that you have 10 years later or 15 years down the road. They're different. They're on a different level. And maybe before, small things would throw you into a tizzy. And now you're, you're carrying much bigger boulders because the Lord has built up your resistance and your strength. And so the temptations don't go away, the distractions don't go away, but they, they level up. And, and the fruit that we have in our lives and the, the blessing that we bring to other people levels up too. And we start to become a blessing to others. And that's why Jesus has us here. Jesus has us here as his body to bless other people, to bless other people with the knowledge of, of the gospel, to bless other people with spiritual fruit, to be uh, an element of, of radical change. And, you know, if, if there's one thing that global missions has accomplished, it's 
change, man. You look at you look at the sin and the problems in the world, the only solution is the gospel. Amen. That's so good. You know, whenever I look through the Old Testament and I see kings rivaling other kings, like when Absalom tried to take the throne from David Mm. or Saul was trying to kill David off, typically there's only one king in a nation and anybody that was a threat or a rival to that throne was killed. The king that was on the throne would kill any threat to that throne, any rival to the throne. Friends, there can only be one king in your heart. There's only one throne in your heart, and there's only going to be one king that rules it. It's either you or it's the Lord. One of them is going to be moved out, and there's only going to be one of them there. That's why when you give your life to Jesus, the old self of you being the king is crucified and killed, Hmm. because the new king is not going to share thrones, and it requires us to examine who's trying to be king. Am I trying to be king, or am I going to let the Lord take over? and let him rule. And once you decide that, you submit to his authority, then what he says goes. Amen. And he said to go do this mission work. You know, man, Theo, you've got so much coming from you today. Usually when I'm doing a podcast, I lead the podcast. I'm kind of trailing you today. I'm sorry, Ray. No, no, no. This is the way I want it. And I love it this way because you've got so much to say. I'm over-caffeinated. I think you're spiritual or whatever you want to, spiritual-aided. I love it. You've got a lot to say, and I knew you would once we got into this discussion. I have a passage here from Matthew chapter 9. 9.35, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful. But the workers are ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. So I think the idea here is that Jesus was looking out and he saw the need, but he he knew that he wasn't going to get to everyone personally. Jesus told his disciples, y'all need to pray to the Lord of the harvest and ask him to send more workers out. And so that's a mandate for us as Christians. We need to be praying and asking God to send more people out to harvest, not just to the mission field in foreign countries, but to the kingdom work, right? The kingdom work is going on everywhere, and we need to be about it, and we need to be praying and actively recruiting. You know, it's funny how you can sign someone up for for Amway, and they'll get all excited. Within 10 minutes, they're making a list, and calling all their buddies up. They'll sign up, you know, oh, half yeah, the world yeah. if you let them. But what about the gospel, guys? But man, if you sign people, you want to sign people up for mission work. <laughs> but, you know, I think I think it's just about being kingdom-minded. And let's be real, that's the struggle for, for all of us. But things aren't going to change. I said this before, but things aren't going to change just because you want them to. We have to be proactive, and we have to take the steps that the Lord wants us to take. Jesus is the king, but you know what? Jesus is not reclaiming his territory right now. There's going to be a day when he does, right? He's going to show up with fire in his eyes. But right now, he's he's playing the long game. He's waiting it out. And so it's on us. It's up to us to submit to him and to return to him. And we can choose. Do we want the Jesus with his arms open? 
on the cross who's going to receive us, or do we want the Jesus that's got a sword? Because those those are our two options. We have to choose if we're going to serve him now or if we're going to wait until he comes back with a vengeance. Because he will come back, and he will demand you know, our submission, and he's going to judge the earth for what we've done. Friends, if this concerns you, and you're, you're getting, I hope you are. I hope this generates a sense of fear in you about what the Lord may do. We've got good news for you today, because no matter what you've done, no matter how bad you have failed, there is a good way out of all of this, and that's through Jesus Christ. Amen. Theo, for anybody listening today, and they're thinking, I, I can't be a missionary right now, but I want to support it. Friends, what we suggest you do, go to your church or your local church. If you're not in one, go find one because you need to plug into the body of Christ. It's, it's, that's the place that's the strongest place to be right now. Ask them about their mission work. Ask them how you can support. Ask them what they can do and get involved. If you can't go, then support. And Theo, do you have a website or any place they can find your work? You can go to www.missionalvision.org. Missionalvision.org. Yeah, that's Friends, my personal blog. That's sorry. his personal blog. Friends, go to mission, say it again. I'm Missional sorry. Vision. Missionalvision.org. And if you were blessed by what you heard Theo say today, you can go bless him directly and encourage him back. Friends, I'm really asking you all to do this. Missionalvision.org. And see what you think. Do as the Lord leads. But first of all, you need to get right with Christ. You need to be right with the Lord. Theo, can you give everyone the information they need on how they can get right with Christ and be saved today? Listen, the gospel's easy. You all know it already. John 3.16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Whoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The idea is that All we have to do is return to God. We have to return to God. We have to repent for our sins, and we have to submit our lives to him. And you can do that by talking to him, just like you would talk to me or Ray in person. You can talk to God. It's called prayer, but it's nothing more than a conversation. And it's saying, God, I've messed it up. I've lived for myself. I've been selfish. I've hurt other people. I need your help. I need you to reorganize my life and my priorities, and I want to submit my life to you. And that's what we call that's what we call accepting Jesus. That's what we call giving your life to, to the Lord. And once you do that, he'll lead you in the next steps. You get plugged into the church, you get baptized. You invite him into your into your life. Friends, that's it. That's pretty much it. We messed up and the Lord came to save us and say, "Lord, I give you my life." That is pretty much cut and dried. Follow me in prayer, if you would, please. Father, forgive me. I'm sorry. I sinned. I messed up. And you've been showing me that I've messed up. And I want to get right with you. I give you my life. You you are now taking over. I'm not the king anymore. Jesus, you are my king. I will pursue you in your word. I will do the things you say for me to do. And I want to be kingdom-minded. Thank you, Lord, for coming after me when I was not even looking for you. You're my king now. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you all to know that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you. Theo, thank you for being here today. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Ray. Thank 
you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.